Hello and welcome back to episode 14 of The Slowdown. I am Mariam de Groove, essential oil educator and integrative nutrition health coach. And joining me is my co-host Kim Nelson, writer and creative meditation teacher all the way from Belgium. Hello there. We are here with tips, tricks, observations, a little humour and our lively just a minute slot all entwined with engaging conversation related to well-being. And today we'll be talking about slowing down to explore alternative ways of healing from stress and trauma. So what is trauma? Trauma is any harmful event or circumstance that overwhelms our typical coping capacity. People feel trauma in many different ways. Sometimes people can feel physical sense of pain. Um, and other people feel emotional pain and it can be a combination of two. Yeah, I mean, um, it's really interesting when you look at where we carry feelings in the body and it's something that I've looked into. Mm -hmm. And then I was looking at where in the body we carry different emotions. So it goes on from what we talked about last, the last podcast. So um, with trauma, uh, it can cause numbness. And over time, if you don't process trauma, the memory of it gets lodged in your body. Mm -hmm. And as a result, you deaden your feelings when vulnerable. And any mm -hmm. situation that makes you feel unsafe causes you great confusion. So you freeze up or you go blank. Mm -hmm. So the first step towards freeing yourself from trauma is recognizing the power it has over you and asking for help. And that's a very difficult thing to do. Yeah, a lot of people can't ask for help, right? Yeah, that's why trauma often stays in the body. Mm -hmm. And then we've got the storage of fear, and that tends to be, can you guess where that might be? Tummy? In the body. Yeah. Where would, where would fear usually be stored? What about you? Um, fear is normally in my, it's in my brain. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> Yeah, no, they say the most common place is the stomach and intestines. Yeah. Because when you're afraid, you tend to tense your stomach and yeah. saying things such as I'm sick to, my, sick to my stomach. And it's usually bodily responses to conflict. Mm -hmm. So the more you deny or oppress fears, the more physical reactions you're likely to manifest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one way to, to, to relieve this is to stop what you're doing every couple of hours and do one minute of slow, quiet, deep breathing. But mm -hmm. also pushing your stomach out when you inhale and letting it deflate as you exhale. Mm. So I think a lot of people breathing. Yeah, we do. And, and or consciously breathing, not just the, the, the breathing to keep alive. Yes. I think I think a lot of people don't realize how many breaths they actually take in a day and it's um it's automatic right you don't even think about it but when you're consciously breathing it does so much for the body and for the mind and for the soul and so taking that time to really take in that breath and again a lot of people don't realize that they should be inflating and deflating and uh, and when and so just learning those small techniques to to breathe um more beneficially I guess Totally. It's like we had to go back to school to learn how to breathe again. Mm. I think it should be something taught at schools for sure. Yeah. I, I um, yes. And then, then we've got the heart and chest, which stores hurt. So avoidance mm. of pain increases in that area. 
And so to heal, you have to confront the pain, not Mm. suppress it. And you have to let it out. Yeah. And I think, I guess, people who have, who say that their heart is broken, it's that that tangible pain, right, that they can feel in their chest. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And you have to observe your emotions and validate them by accepting them. Mm-hmm. And then sitting with those emotions can be really difficult, but it's a skill to be to be practiced, something you yeah. can practice and, and learn. And then we've yeah. got the lower back, which stores art. So if you sit on frustration, the lower back is a common place for storing repressed anger. Mm. And I've got a couple of exercises which I will talk about later about dealing okay. with anger. Uh, and then I've got yeah. two more. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got two more. So breathing difficulties usually come from repressing anxiety or sadness. Okay. So freeing it up, like having a nice cry, just letting it out, breathing. Um, yeah, just just anything that helps you to feel liberated. Mm-hmm. And then the last one I've got here is voice and throat problems, which are a sign of oppression. Mm. So as a result of being oppressed, you tend to withhold feelings. When you have the impulse to speak up, you resort to your childhood tendency to silence yourself and repress your voice. Mm. So this clash between the impulse to speak and the impulse to withhold causes much tension and often manifests in throat and voice problems. Mm -hmm. Um, but journaling can be a good thing for freeing the voice within and there Mm -hmm. are a few writing prompts that can really help Um, one of them is you write down what is happening in your life right now and Mm -hmm. what you wish you could change Mm -hmm. another one is what needs healing attention or change Um, so there's a couple there and you can also write and notice sensations in your body that's an interesting one Mm. yeah but the oppression one is something that I feel more connected to from that list um Mm -hmm. and it brings me on to my experience with a breath healer Mm -hmm. called Jan Moton whom I will talk about a bit later um he also does our one minute stroke four minute interview later (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah we had quite a chat (laughs) so I went to him for guidance with some breathing issues because Mm. um I couldn't do the intense breathing exercises it made me feel sick Mm -hmm. so I went to him and uh had a two-hour breathing session which was was quite primal there were I was lying down listening to Tibetan music there's a sound of bongos the teacher massaging my shoulders while I was being guided to breathe and then I went in some sort of sort of lovely trance experience. Mm-hmm. And then the teacher started massaging my jaw. And that's when things kind of changed a bit. Mm-hmm. And I noticed my jaw was really hurting. It was painful. And the teacher stopped and he said, he said, can I ask you a personal question? And I said, yeah, of course, you know, ask me a personal question. And then he hits me with a juggernaut of a question. Have you been abused? And that just really shocked me because I haven't. I've had a beautiful childhood. So, no, I haven't been abused. And he said, mm-hmm. to me, I don't understand why your jaw is so tight. This mm-hmm. only comes from people who have been abused, people who have been too scared to speak over many years. 
Mm-hmm. And I was really shocked. And I said, no, I can't, I can't think. And I was scanning in my head. I was thinking, when was I, you know, suppressed? When could I not speak? And then I was like, oh, hang on a minute. It was a relationship I had for seven years. I kind of blocked that out. Mm. You know, it's the father of my kids. So, you know, I can't exactly block it entirely out. Um, Mm -hmm. And he said to me that I'd stored all the feelings of being oppressed in my jaw where I'd felt um, I couldn't speak. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I'd been with a man who was um, emotionally abusive. Mm -hmm. And... um, he said, that's why, you know, I've brought, I brought out the, 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 the oppression that's been there and that's why it's hurting. And that mm-hmm. was two years ago and I'm still exercising my jaw to help that. It's still mm-hmm. tense. Um, I have to keep remembering to relax my jaw and stretch my mouth, a bit like face yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, and then do my breathing exercises, which I do like it's a religion. Some people pray, I breathe. Um and um, yeah, that was quite a um, eye opener, quite an experience mm-hmm. to to realize that you hold emotions like that in the jaw, and it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. And do you find that now, when you are kind of holding you back from speaking up, that that you're aware of that kind of sensation in your jaw? Do you are you able to recognize that now? Yeah. Yeah. It happens. Mm-hmm. It happens when I don't speak out so and I realize I have to speak out otherwise I'm gonna feel that tense feeling in my jaw Mm -hmm. Mm. that's interesting it's great I think if you can recognize um the the spiral that you can get into and then take the steps to change that it's just such a such a beautiful thing and it gives you so much growth yeah it does and uh it's not easy it's not easy and I heard this quote today we have to feel it to heal it oh I like that yeah I like that too and um I was speaking to a friend today because I usually speak to friends about you know podcasts we're doing Mm -hmm. and um she said to me that um a lot of her friends who've had children Mm -hmm. haven't um have only focused on their healing when their children are grown up because they haven't had the time to focus on their healing and I thought hang on a minute that's probably what I did initially that's probably what I hadn't noticed so much I think I'm quite self-aware so for me not to notice I knew my jaw was quite felt tight but um yeah it does make sense doesn't it that yeah um self-healing can be delayed with a lot of people yeah I, yeah I, I think we often focus a lot on like m- mothers who have children and um, and maybe also who are working full-time part-time definitely tend to put themselves on the back seat a lot of the times and yeah um, it's not a good thing um, and I just want to also say that we aren't trauma specialists so this isn't about us saying that we are it's just us talking about um, our own experiences with um, stress and trauma and how we've kind of managed to find ways to bring alternative ways of healing into our lives. But um, you're going to be talking about um, some central oils, aren't you? Yes, I am. Um, So obviously my essential oil journey hasn't, I haven't always had essential oils. So I think um, 
my essential oil journey started in 2014-ish. Um, and so since then, I've kind of brought that in as a way of um, helping me with my emotions and also physical things. But it's a great way to um, look at your mood and try to see what's behind that and then try to work through those emotions and so for me it's like a tool that kind of assists me in recognizing and then sitting with those emotions and so um, one oil that I want to talk about is helichrysum it's um, emotionally known as the oil for pain um, and I'm just going to read a little bit from the emotions and essential oils book um, so helichrysum is an amazing healer of pain it aids the walking wounded those with a history of difficult life circumstances trauma, self-destruction, loss or abuse. These individuals need the powerful spiritual support that helichrysum offers. It gives strength and endurance to the wounded soul who must keep on living despite past difficulties. This oil restores confidence in life and in the self, giving the individual strength to carry on. Helichrysum has a powerful relationship with the light of the sun. It imbues joy, fervor and hope for living. Helichrysum takes hurt souls by the hand, guiding them through life's difficulties. If individuals can per per persevere, this oil can take them into new heights of spiritual consciousness. Helichrysum offers hope that, that wounds can be healed. Um, I, I just love this oil um, because it really targets like intense emotional pain, anguish and trauma. Um, and it kind of instills courage and hope and transformation within you if you're using it um, as a as an emotional oil and so you can diffuse that and you can use it um, topically on your pulse points as well um, and then interestingly it's also great for bruising and um, bleeding as well so it's like you can see that it's not just for like emotional pain but it's also for physical pain so I really love that interchangeability um, mm. and I I really um, I really love this oil because it's quite a soft soft gentle smell and it almost takes me back to like childhood like being with my mom and having that comfort I don't know if that's just um specific to me what's what um, other smells are in there that would take you back to your childhood what other um, ingredients i think well helichrysum is just uh, is a floral oil it's a single oil um and it's uh, i don't know i think my mom used to use a lot of floral oils and like lavender and 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 jasmine and rose and those kinds of oils and so just I think with helichrysum and it being quite soft I it just reminds me of my mom and my mom was a stay-at-home mom and she was always around and whenever I needed her she was there and um she was kind of like the sole caregiver to us um and so whenever I smell those kinds of oils it takes me back to my childhood of course like everyone's childhood is different and some people don't have a motherly figure that's like that and so um, that's why I'm saying it's. I think it's specific to me in that it takes me back to that comfort of being safe. Um, 
And then other essential oils, um, doTERRA has a great emotions line and it has like five oils which are targeted for different um, emotions. So it has things like peace, console, cheer, passion, um, forgive. And I think they're a great place to start if you don't really know much about aromatherapy um, because you you know when you're feeling hurt and you want to forgive you know when you're feeling angry um, you kind of can pinpoint if you're lacking in desire um, you know if you need a little bit more calming and peace and so these oils are mixtures of different oils that help bring about those kinds of feelings so it's a great place to start if you want to incorporate oils into your toolbox of um, kind of healing from stress and trauma and anxiety Mm, Um, and you can just yeah you can diffuse those or you can apply them to your wrist or pulse points and and I use a lot of peace for my kids because I have um, children who I feel need a bit more grounding sometimes Um, and I just find that whenever I apply that to them I immediately notice the kind of um, okay often they can go from like an erratic behavior where they're hyper and jumping from couch to couch and kind of a little bit arguing with one another or egging each other on and and then post kind of using those oils for grounding I see like the calm Um, and so it's a great way to observe like what how they work on children as well and so for mums I think it's a great great tool to have in your toolbox yeah for sure yeah um and I've used a lot of essential oils I think some of my trauma um just quickly talking about my trauma of moving here obviously we left the comfort of of having um a support system for the last eight or so years even more than that since 2011 um, having friends, family, knowing the city, knowing where to go for what, um, and then moving abroad to a place that we'd never actually been, and then having um, some accommodation trauma, some shipping trauma, and then moving again to another province and starting again, and then COVID. So it's been like one thing after another. And so um, it has led to a lot of stress. I don't know if I would use the word trauma. I do joke and sometimes say I have PTSD. Um, still kind of exploring that to see if that's actually a thing for me or not but um, I have used a lot of um, essential oils during this time just to kind of ground and find peace and find like sit with the emotions and um, lots of breathing meditation um, and so I think it's not just one thing I think sometimes you need like a host of things to kind of help you through yeah and also Yeah, and also seeking professional help. And there's alternative um, healers as well. So not just like um, seeing a therapist or a counsellor where you talk out your problems, but um, like there's other things like Reiki or reflexology and just different things that can help you bring you um, out of your head and into your body and and kind of help you get through um, the feels. For sure. Yes. Okay, great on the essential oils. Mm. Okay, um, I want to talk about a book that I've been reading called Recovery of Your Inner Child by Lucia Capuchon. I'm not even sure I spelled, mm-hmm. I pronounced her name right, but 
um, it's very interesting. She has all these exercises for the inner child. So she says in her book that often when adults speak about experiences of the inner child, they place their hands over their stomach or heart. And although it's often unconscious, it is a way of acknowledging the child's presence in the body. Now, I know I touched my heart when I took out the inner child. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So our inner child speaks through bodily sensations and it reacts Mm -hmm. emotionally when we experience physical pain and when we are tired or feel ill. It is the inner child Mm -hmm. asking us to take care of it. Mm-hmm. so throughout the book there are exercises to identify with the many faces of the inner child which includes the vulnerable child the angry child the creative child the spiritual child and um it's it's really interesting to go through the different exercises so one of them i'm going to talk about is an exercise for the vulnerable child mm-hmm. um and so this involves talking to your body and having a one-to-one with a part of your body that hurts Mm-hmm. So for this exercise, you need paper and felt tips. And the first step is, is to think, what do you need to do to sit quietly and tune into your body? So you check in to see if there are any areas that are sore or painful. And if there are more than one area, just make a mental note of it and then select one body part and really feel the sensations there. And then the next step, with your dominant hand, draw a picture of this body part using colors that express the sensations there. And then third step, you do a dialogue in which you interview the body part. So you write the questions with your dominant hand, let your body part answer with your non-dominant hand. So you have to use two different colored pens and you let the body part speak with one of the colors. And then you interview and ask the body part to tell you its name, i.e. if it's a left leg or it's a shoulder. And then you ask it how it feels and why it feels that way. And then the final step is to ask the body part what you can do to make it feel better. So I think that's quite an interesting exercise. And then we've got the angry child. So letting your angry child express itself with clay. So you allow it to pound and hit and flatten the clay using your fist or the flat of your hand. And then you forget about making a finished project product. You just let your angry kid come out and play with the clay. So clay is, I, I had a clay at one of my retreats and everyone just loved clay, it brought them back to mm. childhood and people were smiling okay. and happy. Um, mm-hmm. And then another one to do is to have a written conversation with your angry child. So with your dominant Mm -hmm. hand, ask the child to tell you about what it's like to feel mad. And then you let the angry child respond with the non-dominant hand and let it tell you what it would like to do when it gets angry. How does it want you, the adult, to let it feel and express anger in your everyday life? So I think they're quite um, good exercises, actually. Yeah, definitely. I think they're great. Because I think also creativity is one way of letting out your, you know, trauma or stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just I just want to read a poem that's in this book because it it touched me. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, a, it's about healing and it's called Mine. Okay. I am little, you see, hardly grown up at all. I come from the depths and fear I'll still fall. My bruises are deep, 
but now healing begins. There's a path I must seek, and I know that I'll win. With bowers of flowers and birds for just me, and smiles and compassion for the babe you set free. And warm willing hands that uplift me when down, that touch and don't hurt the child with eyes brown. I now can peek out from my cold withdrawn place, and lift my eyes up with true smiles on my face. The future is mine, past pain disappears, the sad wounded child no longer has tears. There's a glint in her eyes and strength in her spine. I have one life to lead and that life is now mine. I thought it was quite beautiful. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was really nice. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I love that. Yes. Um, anything to add before we go to our four minute interview? Um, I did want to talk a little bit about a book called The Body Keeps the Score. I won't go into too much about it, but I just want to let our listeners know that it's a really great read. You can grab the PDF um, online. It's called The Body Keeps the Score, Mind, Brain and the Body in the Transformation of Trauma. Um, and it's just about trauma and how it's incredibly common in society and how um, flashbacks can cause people to relive um, mental and physical trauma when they're reminding of it, it talks a little bit about childhood trauma um, and how sometimes normal memories can fade, but within traumatic memories, they can easily be triggered. Talks a little bit about how EMDR can help people um, restore sense of agency over their mind and body. EM EMDR therapy is a kind of therapy for people who suffer from trauma. Um, also talks a little bit about yoga and how it can offer trauma sufferers a safe way to explore the relationship between mind and body. Um, and it also talks about mindfulness and how supportive relationships um, are essential in trauma recovery. And it also talks a little bit about neurofeedback and how that can help you rewire your brain. So it's a great little resource for you to read. And um, we can link that up as well so that you can have a read. Yeah, I know people have read that book and it's on my to do list for sure. Yeah, so you can grab the PDF online, it's available. Cool. Okay, um, I am going to go to Jan Moten, who's got our, God, he's got a lovely centering tip. And um, I just want to just speak a little bit about him. His focus on is on breath work. So he does one-to-ones and he also does group sessions, which are called breath ceremonies. Um, he does them in person online and you can find him on Facebook at Breath Trauma Healing Belgium. So sit back and relax and enjoy this centering exercise. It's an exercise that is um, extremely simple, but at the same time, very powerful, like to handle instantly stress reactions. Yeah? You can do it at any moment of the day. You can do it in the supermarket. You can do it in front of your computer screen. You can do it when you are discussing with someone. You, are, you can do it in a meeting. You can do it before you go to sleep. Um, so you can do it whenever you feel under tension, stressed or triggered by something, in fact. Um, and centering means that you connect with your inner self. And eh? because when you're under stress you're losing yourself and you're overwhelmed by what happens in the external world 
So the exercise is in fact uh, two parts. It starts with a body check-in or a body awareness exercise. And the next step is to breathe deeply and relax. So let's maybe do the exercise. So it starts with a check-in. So close your eyes and become aware of the way you feel right now at this moment. Look inwards and observe what is happening inside your head, your heart and your belly. Where are your thoughts right now? How is your emotional state? How do you feel in your body? And how is your breathing? If you're under stress, you're most probably breathing in a very superficial way. Which areas of your body are under tension? Just take your time and observe. The purpose of this exercise is simply to become aware how you are in your body right now. The next step is to take a deep breath and relax your body for a moment. What we are doing with taking a deep breath is activating our parasympathetic nervous system, which is responsible for calming our body. So go in a sitting or standing position with your spine straight. Make sure you stand strongly on your both feet with unlocked knees or firmly sit in your chair with your feet on the ground. Keep breathing throughout the whole body. Relax your forehead, your muscles, your face, your neck, your shoulders. Bring a smile on your face and become aware of the space around you. Just be silent with yourself and keep breathing deeply. Now observe the difference in your experience. How do you feel different now after this small centering exercise? How are your thoughts now? How do you feel now? How do you sense your body now? You can do this small exercise like five times a day, especially when you feel under stress or triggered by something. It will help you to be less under tension, to observe your feelings instead of being overwhelmed by them. And it will make you able to be more present, more focused and more connected to the world around you and the people around you. So it's basically stopping becoming aware of your body state, taking some deep breaths, relax your body and go on with your life. I love that. Go on with your life. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Off you go. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. And, I, and it's a great tip to um, be able to do at any point in the day I like that yeah, yeah definitely he's got a very soothing voice as well I like that mm-hmm. mm. all right so final thoughts I'll start with you um yeah uh I have come to the realization that it's not just one thing you need in order to 
kind of heal from stress trauma and anxiety you need you need a toolbox of things um as well as a really great support system so friends colleagues partners family i think it's great to invest in a great support system um and it works both ways right you need to also be able to support other people um if you are seeking that support yourself um and then breathing again we always come back to breathing the breath is such an important tool that we have and it's free and we can use it to a, um to our own benefit so learn how to breathe um um he- breathe in a healing way um and then yeah try to find other forms of healing that can can fit into your life like essential oils meditation um breath work and um and use them definitely definitely on the toolbox yes we need a a whole load of stuff in our toolbox don't we yeah um i just want to quickly tell you three steps to processing emotional energy stuck in your body so number one recognize Mm -hmm. and and, uh, recognize the emotion and feel it in your body notice what is happening within your body and accept it and feel it and fully without judgment step two respond so emotions need to be expressed to be processed the goal is to move the energy of emotion through and out the body so you can let it go and the third mm-hmm. is a reset, so it's self-care. And if you've um, neglected your body or ignored emotions, you have to rededicate yourself to body-mind self-care mm-hmm. and indulge in healing mm-hmm. habits that will bring in the feeling of well-being. And just mm-hmm. remember, we have to feel it to heal it. And there are just some uh, affirmations that I just want to leave you with. One is, every emotion is legitimate. I let myself be happy, sad, frustrated and hurt. This is my experience and I am accepting it. Another one is Mm. each day I am creating a more meaningful life. I am changing in positive ways. I'm making peace with my past and accepting myself. And the last one, I'm exactly where I need to be on my journey. Mm, Love those. Okay, so that's uh, us for today today on this quite lengthy podcast for today. Self-healing is a big topic though. Yes, and it takes time and effort on your part. It does indeed. That's it for us. Until next time.